Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Second hour, my guys in the desert on a Friday. Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds here at the South Point Sportsbook. Always great to be here heading into a big sports weekend. Wes, are you fired up for this sports weekend? It's not one of the – we don't have a lot of big events, but we have a variety of events this week. I think there's a lot to keep your interest. Yeah, it's actually a big event in my hometown of Indianapolis, a doubleheader at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course in terms of the IndyCar race and the NASCAR finally moving to the road course because they realized on the Oval NASCAR was a dog there for the Brickyard 400. So I'm more of a race guy. I know you're not really, but, you know, a good event there. And then obviously we have full football and – Helps to have the leader, it looks like, heading into the weekend, the Wyndham Championship, so that'll keep my interest in Greensboro. Yeah, I used to like the uh, the racing a little bit more than I do now. I don't pay much attention to it anymore. A lot, a lot of my favorite drivers from the Indy circuit and mm-hmm. NASCAR circuit mm-hmm. have retired, have moved on. Yeah, it, it certainly is. It certainly has changed. But you know, nice doubleheader. I think it, uh, they should have at least a decent crowd. I've been out there for that NASCAR race in the summer, though, on those metal bleachers. Very hot. Not hot enough for Matt Humans, though. If it's not 115, it's not hot enough for Matt. Well, if it's 115, I don't want to sit on metal bleachers. <laughs> it's a lot different being on a golf course. Anyway, I've been out to the Field of Dreams in Dyersville, Iowa. Have you ever been there? I have never been there. You haven't? I have not I, been I there. would have bet on you being there at some point. It's not that far from your old home in Indiana. Uh, but last night, the uh, Yankees and White Sox put on a show in the middle of the cornfields in Iowa. And uh, Tim Anderson hits a walk-off homer uh, to right field off Zach Britton in the ninth for a 9-8 White Sox win. And, you know, it's not often... 
the baseball talk dominates Twitter, mm-hmm. but it did last night. And uh, I think it was a great night for baseball to stage this game at the Field of Dreams. And it was, uh, I thought, an outstanding job by MLB, which screws up a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, to set up that stadium out there in the Field of Dreams site and uh, put on that show last night on Fox. What do you think? And the production value, I thought, yeah. was uh, was really superb. And I mentioned, look, uh, there, this Fox broadcast probably going to win some sports Emmys for best, like, game broadcast or whatnot. Because I know people thought it was hokey with Kevin Costner coming out there and the big dramatic music and whatnot. But then when the White Sox and the Yankees emerged from the cornfield, I was like, you know what? This is kind of cool. And evidently, a lot of the viewers thought it was cool. This from Michael Mulville on Twitter, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Michael Mulvihill, I should say. He is the Fox Sports Executive Vice President, does all the data, and he tweeted out just in two hours ago, the Field of Dreams game is the most watched regular season baseball game in 16 years. Wow. Okay. So are we now going to do like the Sandlot or are we going to do keep this going with the theme or whatnot? Are you going to see other sports like the NBA say, okay, let's do an homage to white men can't jump and maybe have a full court game at Venice Beach and have Snipes and Harrelson come out at the beginning. So look, why not? It worked tonight or worked last night. I thought it was a really good. I, I can't believe you went that direction being from where you are. Why would you not promote a Hoosiers theme? Well, they could put it in the oh, okay. uh, in the Hoosier gym in Knightstown. Right, there you go. Now you're back on track. They, they could do huh? that. Okay. I know a lot of people said Rucker Park in New York or whatnot. <laughs> but, look, we've always had those games in, in Knightstown in terms of, like, the Indiana-Kentucky All-Stars or the Indiana Senior and Junior All-Stars. But, you know, I think that there's something to that. And it's also something unique because uh-huh. you're at a different ballpark. And I like the little graphic, the old-school graphic with, like, the green scoreboard and whatnot. I thought it was very well done last night, and it ended up being a pretty darn entertaining game. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton was Giancarlo Stunton as he hit a home run off Liam Hendricks to take the lead, and then Tim Anderson with the walk-off on Zach Britton in the ninth. So uh, two teams that might be looking for ninth inning guys very soon. I'm not sure I got that nickname there. Stunton? Giancarlo Stunton. Giancarlo oh, Stunton okay. on him, okay. as the as the kids say. I'm trying I'm trying to keep up with the millennials, Matt, instead Four. of being the old curmudgeon that I am. Four runs by the Yankees in the ninth inning last night to take an eight seven lead. Home runs by Judge and Stanton. And uh Tim Anderson uh steals the show with a uh, walk off in the bottom of the ninth for the nine eight win by the White Sox who were favored and drawing a lot of money yesterday. And the over was a popular play in that game. Nine and a half or ten, and the over was a uh, sharp bet in the um, White Sox win over the Yankees. Andrew so, Haney, by the way, allowed three more homers last night. Andrew five Haney is a fly ball pitcher not yeah. only on the West Coast, but the East Coast and also the Midwest, apparently. By the way, Tim Anderson, the hero of the night, said after the game he'd never seen the movie Field of Dreams. Well, yeah, uh, he lived surprised. the Field of Dreams last night as he that did. was a big win for the uh, Southsiders. He lived it in reality. We will talk about Showtime Shohei Otani next. Matt Eumann's Wes Reynolds, my guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook. And uh, Wes, did you catch Showtime last night? Shohei Otani. If, uh, you know, we just talked about the Field of Dreams game between the Yankees and White Sox in Iowa. Hell of a show those teams put on last night. MLB set up a great stage for it. 
the natural, the closest thing we have in baseball now to Roy Hobbs is Shohei Otani. I actually uh, did miss uh, Showtime last night, which I don't like to miss very often, but did catch up on that Malice at the Palace documentary on Netflix. Of course, the uh, Pacers-Pistons brawl back in that 0405 season. So a uh, lo- lot of memories for that one. A very short documentary. It's about an hour, 15 minutes. It mainly tells it from the Pacers' perspective. I get a little bit off track. A recommended watch. I was trying to get back. I was just trying to finish my thought there. But nevertheless, uh, Shohei Otani, once again, there he is being impressive and obviously the main favorite now for the AL MVP. I think the last price I saw was like minus 750 on him. Mm-hmm. Six innings pitch last night and a double and a 6-3 win for the Angels over the Jays last night. Shohei Otani, I, I don't think we talk about him enough. It's remarkable uh, what the guy is doing as a pitcher. And at the plate, he's got 38 home runs. People are going crazy over Bryce Harper as an MVP candidate. Harper's got 21 homers. Look what Shohei's doing in the American League on the mound and with 38 homers at the plate. Pretty good pitching matchup uh, tonight in the American League in the Astros-Angels game. And it's Zach Grinke and Patrick Sandoval, the lefty. And uh, Grinke's been pretty good on the road this season. Overall, he's 10-3. and three. His strikeouts are down this year, Wes, 66 per nine. His last two starts, he's allowed seven earned runs and five home runs in 10 innings. So Grinke, not in great form coming into this game tonight. Patrick Sandoval for the Angels, uh, last three starts, 19 innings, four earned runs, 23 Ks. Are the Angels live dogs here at about plus 120 tonight? Total of nine Astros at Angels. The market certainly thinks so because it's been Angels money despite the fact that you look at the Houston Astros about as good as it gets in the major league against mm-hmm. left-handed pitching. 783 on the OPS. The Angels really have not been hitting as good as Shohei has been at the plate and also on the mound. The Angels really haven't followed suit. Uh, 662 OPS. Walk rate only at about 7.3%. So they've, they're they're putting, you know, they're getting contact. Uh, they're about mid-pack in terms of contact. But, look, that hasn't translated to getting many hits. And, look, Zach Greinke at this point of his career is very good at pitching to contact. So, I'm a little bit surprised to see that the Angels have gotten so much money. I know Sandoval has been really good. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I was high on a couple years ago. It might have been too much too soon for the left-hander. But 339 ERA, strikeout rate about a little over 25%, so about a quarter of the batters he is going ahead and striking out that he faces. But a little bit surprised to see the Angels get the money here. I don't know if I'm going to jump in on Houston. I may just end up respecting the move. But this was plus 135 in the overnight on the Halos, and now you're seeing 115, 120 in the market. Yeah, I thought about playing the Angels today. I'm not sure I will. I did bet Shohei Otani in the first five at a plus price uh, last night, but not sure I'm going to get back on the Angels with uh, Sandoval tonight. I I just tend to have bad luck in Zach Greinke games, so I probably need to avoid that. Hey, if the Angels right now 58 and 58, when are we going to see Mike Trout? Your guess is as good as mine because I thought maybe we would see him by now because they're not really in it, but they're not really out of it either. They are 500, so it's not impossible that they go on a run, a three- or four-week run, and get themselves in the wildcard race. But Mike Trout has been out since May 17th with that calf injury. We have not seen him. We are now approaching August 17th. So we thought it was going to be two months, and now it's uh, gone into three months and obviously you know, beat up a little bit in terms of the plate with Fowler has been long out for the season, Anthony Rendon. So, like I said, the Angels not hitting very well with really the exception of Otani. They need somebody back to reinforce that lineup. Otani has uh, carried that team. And don't forget, you've got uh, your third baseman out. 
power hitter in the lineup. Uh, names escaping Rendon. Anthony Rendon out right now. So no Trout, no Rendon. And that, I think that makes it even more impressive what Shohei Otani is doing for the uh, Angels right now to keep that team at 500 uh, without Mike Trout. If the Astros look over their shoulder, they're going to see that the Oakland A's are gaining on them, Wes. Uh, the A's have won seven in a row, now one and a half back in the American League West. And uh, A's playing great baseball, a hot team. And uh, starting tonight, it's going to be Cole Irvin, the lefty in Texas against Dane Dunning. And if, if you're the A's, you can't afford to lose games to teams like the Rangers here uh, while you're in the middle, middle of a uh, division race. The price is high, though, if you want to bet the A's. At the South Point right now, minus 158. I think it's come down a little bit. It was up around minus 170 at some spots. Yeah, it's a little rich for my blood for Cole Irvin on the road. By the way, he did get the win last Saturday against these very Texas Rangers, 12-3 there at the OCO. But now they're going on the road here. And and he went seven innings. He struck out four, only allowed, uh, I believe, two runs on four hits. But going on the road here, I think that there is some regression potentially coming for Cole Irvin. If you look at his numbers, he's 8-10 on the year, 345 ERA respectively but 473 on the XFIPs for Cole Urban. So that concerns me if you're laying it a little bit on the road. I think the last time he made a road start in Texas was July 9th, only made it through five innings. And then the the game before that he started there on June 22nd, only made it out five innings. He went seven at home, like I mentioned, against the Rangers. Dane Dunning, uh, look, not much to write home about with the Texas Rangers this season, but Dane Dunning, I think, has been very solid. He actually doesn't have too bad a numbers when you look. 407 ERA, but better on the XFIP, 367. Been a little bit unlucky, too. When you look at that batting average balls in play, or BABIP, it's mm-hmm. 338. So usually the league average for a starting pitcher is going to be about three, and he's at 338. So I think he's been a little unlucky. So maybe some of the metrics and numbers guys are looking at Texas because that price has come down a little bit, especially with the total being juiced to the under. What I might look to do is go half on the run line, take the plus one and a half with Texas, being that they bat last and they're at home and the total's going under, and then maybe half on the money line. I think this price is too high for Cole Urban. If somebody asked you before the season, name three teams that will have 70 wins at this point in the middle of August. Do you think anyone on the planet would have answered Rays, Brewers, and Giants? I think they would have answered Rays. Maybe the Rays. Because the Rays, I think a lot of people, even in that beast of a division in the ALEs, really like Tampa Bay. I didn't see it coming with Milwaukee. And I look at this team and just how they get it done. I know they're hitting the ball better now, but they went through a large part of the season where they couldn't hit a lick. But when you've got Woodruff at the top and you've got Corbin Burns at the top and Peralta still has not regressed, I keep waiting for it because you see that batting average balls in play, that Babip I talked about, he is under two. So that shows that you are pretty darn lucky or you've got great defense behind you because he's gotten out of jams, and plus it helps when you pitch against a depleted Cubs team like he did midweek. That gave me a loss on that one. But, yeah, I didn't expect Milwaukee was going to have 70 wins nor the Giants. Rays are five up on the Red Sox, seven up on the Yankees, seven and a half up on the Jays. Going into uh, this weekend, the Rays run differential, by the way, plus 120, and they've won seven of the past ten. And the matchup tonight for uh, the Rays, it's not a marquee matchup, but Shane McClanahan and Michael Pineda in Minnesota. And uh, the Rays priced at minus 160 or higher 
at some spots. Total of nine and a half. Uh, no play on me for this game. Do you That's have anything? That's still a little bit of a big number uh, for me. I have not gotten in yet on Michael Pineda, but we kind of sometimes see this in baseball. And I know baseball is more of a number sport than a situational sport because I think that's kind of your and I's bread and butter a little bit of situational mm-hmm. handicapping and looking for spots. You don't really find them as much in baseball, but this maybe could be one because Tampa Bay had that big series in Boston. What, they take three or four in Fenway? And look, and now leading the division, they're kind of pulling away a little bit from the Red Sox. The Yankees still trying to hang in there. So now it's kind of a little bit of a come down to play the Minnesota yep. Twins, who obviously are resigned to their fate. You saw this with the Twins last week when Houston played at Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers. They came home and the Minnesota Twins got three of four down there in Houston. So this is not a team that's very good. They still got some pop in the lineup. Not really great in terms of their starting rotation nor their bullpen anymore. But they tend to get up. They tend to at least still give you an honest effort. Like some of these teams that are out of it, you don't know if they're going to give you much of an effort. Like you look at the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're like a bet against every single day. It's like these guys are ready for the season to be over. The Arizona Diamondbacks, (laughs) you would throw them in that category. But Minnesota still (laughs) tends to give you some honest effort. So I would be leaning twins in the spot. Tell you what, the D-backs were not a bet against last night. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, here's an ugly dog on the card. I might play tonight. The uh, Seattle Mariners at home plus 150. Uh, that's Chris Flexen against Robbie Ray, the lefty. It's it's a big price on Robbie Ray on the road. Total of eight and a half tonight. Ray is nine and, nine and five. He's he's been great in terms of strikeouts this season. Eleven Ks per nine, one oh seven whip. You can't find too many holes in mm-hmm. uh, Robbie Ray. Eighteen innings over uh, his last three starts, three earned runs. So he's in pretty good form. But I think this price is too high, and uh, a lot of a lot of baseball betting is about the price mm-hmm. and plus one fifty. Or better, I think, might be a buy sign on Seattle tonight. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see this come that high. I thought it might be like flexing plus 130 or plus 135 mm-hmm. because at home, Chris has been flexing on him this season <laughs> when you really look at the numbers. 267 on the ERA, just a 106 on the whip at home in Seattle. Doesn't really strike out a lot of guys, but if you look, he's more of a control type of pitcher. He's only walked about 5% of the batters that he has faced yeah. at home there in Seattle. So I thought this was a little bit of a of a big number on Robbie Ray and Robbie Ray, you know, sometimes you get the really great Robbie Ray and sometimes you get a bad Robbie Ray because this guy can strike out a lot, but if he has some issues with the walks and they can creep up and Seattle's a little bit patient on him, plus 158 was the opener. Now seeing as low as about plus 147, kind of in the low to mid 140s. I think Seattle's worth the poke here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about playing that one tonight too, plus 150. All right, we talked about the D-backs. They're not a bet against every day. They uh, beat the pod, roughed mm-hmm. up the pod. Padres uh, last night. Arizona's got Mad Bum on the mound against Blake Snell, a couple of lefties, actually in pretty good form. If uh, you look at Mad Bum over his, uh, I want to say his last five starts, the team is three and two, which is not a lot. But hey, we're talking about the D-backs. Right. Winning three out of five is pretty good. 21 innings, five earned runs, 13 strikeouts, three walks. That's a current uh, run for Mad Bum. And uh, Blake Snell, how about this? The team is 6-1 and one in Blake Snell's last seven starts, and four of those wins are on the road. He could not win on the road in the first right. three months of the season. Uh, so tonight, the Padres minus 190, as high as some spots. 
Uh, right now, it's Circus Sports minus 174, total of eight and a half. Yeah, and I think we talked about Blake Snell early and often, really, this season. The home and away splits were yep. some of the most pronounced of any starter you'd really see in Major League Baseball. But him coming around, I think, is an absolutely necessary sign for the San Diego Padres because I've mentioned, look, these starters just aren't going deep enough in the games, and this bullpen could be getting worn out. So you're going to need these guys to go five and six innings and, and whatnot to go forward. Uh, Mad I believe his last start was back at home uh, or at his previous home rather in San Francisco got a nice ovation from the Giants partisans and Mad Bum when he started the season was an absolute oh, disaster man. it was like okay this guy is totally washed looked uh, like he was shot yeah, yeah obviously we know that he is not the pitcher that he once was and then gets that seven inning no hitter down in Atlanta kind of turns his season around a little bit so you know Mad Bum still can get some of that good good at times mm-hmm. 442 ERA still strikes out eight per nine innings does doesn't really give up as many long balls and whatnot six and seven and 17 starts but six and seven as a starter with the Arizona Diamondbacks is actually really especially considering the bad start he got off to yes yes so Mad Bum uh, I think this price is still a little bit high on Blake Snell when I look at it I know he's in pretty good form coming in but so is Madison Bumgarner but this is likely to be a pass for me yeah, a little bit too high of a price on Snell for me. And the Padres without Fernando Tatis just not looking like the same team. Wes, they've slipped nine games behind the Giants in the division. Yeah. And more bad news, more problems for the Padres. Last night, you Darvish left the game in the third mm-hmm. inning with a lower back soreness. Uh, so now you Darvish has got some injury issues. All right, the Giants in action tonight. Late start on the West Coast. Anthony D. Sclafani, your former uh, favorite for the Cincinnati Reds, is going to go tonight. He's having a heck of a year, actually. Yeah. 10 and 5, 1.07 whip. Uh, but in his past four starts, he's been a little bit shaky. He's allowed three or four earned runs in each of his uh, past four starts. So he's not in the best form here, but he's playing the Rockies. He can't win on the road. And the uh, circuit sports number is uh, minus 200. You're going to see minus 225 at some spots on the Giants. Yeah, and we've been waiting to see, okay, when are we going to get this regression from the Giants pitching staff, the Logan Webbs, the Anthony DeSclafani's, the Kevin Gaussman's. Hasn't happened, even though DeSclafani has been a little bit more hittable, as you mentioned, the last few games. But... If I were looking at this, look, the Giants now that they're the favorites, all of a sudden, and they're small favorites. It's like minus 120, even money. I think I looked at BetMGM. That's what it was between the Giants and Dodgers to win that NL West. But you look at it, now all of a sudden it's like, we're the favorites. Nobody expected anything from us this season, and now we're the favorites. How are they going to be wearing that target on their back where they're not the chasers, they're the chasees right now? You think the, the players are thinking that way? The, uh, the players aren't checking the updated division odds. Mm, yeah, maybe not, but yeah. there is at least something that kind of creeps in the subconscious. At least I somewhat believe that. But nevertheless, $2 favorites, 210 over the Colorado Rockies, who still are struggling very much on the road, 13 games under 500. Nothing for me on the side. Small lean to the total if I can get under eight. Yeah, I think I would have to play the Giants on the run line, if anything. But uh, I'm not a big run line better and uh, probably not going to play that game. The Mariners look like the uh, the ugly dog of the night for me mm-hmm. at plus 150. Uh, Mariners against Blue Jays and um, possibly the Angels. But I think I'll probably end up passing on that game. We're going to get the best bets in the next segment. We've got some in the NFL preseason. And... Uh, Wes, I uh, believe we've got some quarterback news out of the NFL, too. We don't want to give it away, but we've got some 
quarterback news to pass on. Uh, if you're going to handicap the NFL preseason this weekend, you want to hear that. Derek Carr, the Raiders, says he can play 15 more years. You're going to buy or sell that? Yeah, I don't think that he's going to be. Uh, don't don't uh, get a 20-year mortgage out here, Derek, here in Las Vegas. I don't think that's going to be necessary. I don't think it would be 15 more years with the Raiders. No. Uh, but anyway, we'll talk about the uh, Raiders hosting the Seahawks and a lot more. We have a lot of NFL to talk the rest of the show. Uh, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live in-play options. BetRivers Sportsbook is an industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Also at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey, and you must be 21. The BetRivers Sportsbook, find it at BetRivers.com. Let's get to uh, the NFL quarterback news for the weekend. And uh, we have a starter named for the Indianapolis Colts' first preseason game. We do, and that is the, uh, I believe, the lone game on Sunday afternoon, 10 o'clock Pacific, 1 o'clock Eastern. Jacob Eason is going to be the starter for the Indianapolis Colts. Currently one-point favorites, about 34.5-35 on the total. But one starter, actually two regular starters, what we thought was going to be the starters going into the season. We know Carson Wentz obviously out, so Jacob Eason going to take the reins here in the first quarter for Indianapolis on Sunday. A lot Sunday. of talk, by the way, that's Sam Ellinger, the rookie from Texas, is uh, making a big move in, in, in camp right now. The, the, the reports have been there about 50-50. Ellinger, I think, is going to get some first-team reps, by the way, on Sunday, even though he's not starting. So he's going to be behind what is kind of the first-team offensive line, albeit Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson not going to go for Indianapolis. Uh, but meanwhile, on the Carolina side, Matt Rule uh, did report, and this was from Zach Kiefer, the Colts reporter for The Athletic, Carolina's already in Indianapolis. They've been doing some scrimmaging. They've had a couple fights, by the way, this afternoon per Mike Wells, NFL, who works for ESPN, covers the Colts. Sam Darnold, by the way, not going to get the start on Sunday, so he is not going to play. So P.J. Walker, Will Greer, going to get a lot of the bulk of the action. Of course, P.J. Walker, actually a former Indianapolis Colt, was kind of one of the early stars for that very shortened return of the XFL. Mm-hmm. P.J. Walker played for the Houston team down there. Don't ask me. I can't I can't remember their nickname, even though I did some of the betcasts right here on VSIN. But nevertheless, P.J. Walker put up decent numbers, got a good chance to be back in the NFL again, so he will likely get the start on Sunday. I actually liked him in that league. I thought he played. I know it was not the Houston Gamblers because no. that was the I was USFL. about to say huh? the Gamblers, too, because that was Jim Kelly and Jack Pardee back in the day. The USFL. I actually liked that nickname. I thought that was, uh, that was a good one. I, I don't remember what the UFL. Anyway, uh, Sam Darnold not playing in that game. I don't think it's a big deal. And uh, P.J. Walker is a quarterback you got to like. That's an interesting game on Sunday. We'll mm-hmm. handicap. Uh, that a little bit more. The Houston Roughnecks, by the Roughnecks. way. Roughnecks, that's right. Let's get to uh, best bets. I've got a couple in the NFL, and I posted this Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Raiders minus one and a half over the Seahawks on Saturday night. And uh, the number jumped up to two and a half. And right now, William Hill, you're seeing uh, William Hill and Circa, you're seeing Raiders minus three. So we made a move from one and a half to three. Now, one thing that concerns me about this play a little bit is Marcus Mariota has a, I guess, a real minor leg injury, and he might not play Saturday. He's listed as questionable. Uh, so that's one reason to be concerned. So it would be Nathan Peterman. And- Derek Carr playing a little bit, and then Nathan Peterman show after that. Hopefully Mar- Marcus Mariota can play if you have a Raiders bet in that game like I do at minus one and a half. I'm also playing the Ravens over the uh, Saints, and I'm not going to lay the points here. Baltimore, two and a half point favorite at most spots. Circa, it's two. You can lay minus 130 or 135 on the Ravens. John Harbaugh's got a 17-game win streak here. I like the Ravens' backup quarterback situation a little bit with uh, mobile quarterbacks. But the, here's the deal. A lot of people are going to like the Saints in the, in the preseason. They're going to see Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and think this quarterback battle is going to be a great thing for the Saints. If you've been paying attention to camp, 
The Saints offense has been off. It's been out of sync. They're depleted at the wide receiver position right now. And I don't think the Saints are in sync as they go into this first preseason game. Yeah, so I was debating what I wanted to do with that. I'm probably going to end up leaving that one alone. But uh, in terms of my best bets, I mentioned one of them early in the first hour of the show. And I'm going to play first half in game. Dallas Cowboys plus one in the first half, also plus two and a half for the game tonight. I do think having that game in, in terms of having one under their belt is going to be a good thing for them. Arizona beat up on the defensive line. Cliff Gainsbury said, hey, I'm not going to show very much, so probably not a lot of Kyler Murray nor the number ones there on what could be an explosive offense this season. And then the CFL, we're going to go with Toronto and Winnipeg over 48 and a half. I got 47 and a half. It's now 48 and a half, 49. McLeod Bethel Thompson, you remember that name, Matt, from sure. uh, UCLA ended up at Sacramento State. He is the quarterback for the Toronto Argonauts outdueled Bo Levi Mitchell, had 354 <laughs> yards last week. Scoring's been down early in the CFL, as you saw last night. BC and Calgary, it was a 15 to 9 final score. So, yeah. upset, maybe, by the way, upset for the BC, yes. BC Lions. Yes. Uh, so now you're looking Winnipeg, the defending champs, look like they're in championship form. I like the over here tonight with the Blue Bombers and the Argonauts. All right. It's week two of the CFL season, by the way. Just kicked off uh, last night. No NBA Summer League plays for you tonight, huh? No Summer League. Okay. All right. Quick break. We come back. We're going to talk more NFL preseason betting. The VSIN College Football Betting Guide is here. It's also a great time to get your all access VSIN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for $19.99 or start your free trial for all access at vsin.com slash subscribe. And, uh, a lot of people really love this college football betting guide. And Wes, I know you put a lot of work into it as well. We all did. Uh, you were certainly a, a part of that as well, Matt, JBT, of course, uh, Dave Tooley. I, I think some others that were involved, Bruce Marshall. So a very good betting guide. You can get that at vcin.com and also the pro football betting guide coming out here in a couple Yeah, weeks. I'm working on the NFL uh, write-ups this weekend as well. And I think yes. you are too. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be out, the NFL guide, within two weeks. It's going to be out. Let's talk NFL preseason right now because I'm uh, handicapping these uh, games um, all over the card. And we got three of them tonight that you and I have already talked about. So let's start with the Saturday games in the NFL. And uh, we'll kick it off with Dolphins and Bears, which is somewhat intriguing here because you think Andy Dalton is going to get a series or two. Brad Biggs, the Bears beat writer for the Chicago Tribune, was on this show with us this week. Mm -hmm. And he thought it might be Dalton for a series or two. Justin Fields would get a lot of action. Maybe Nick Foles gets, uh, you know, the second half of uh, the second half, if not the entire second half, because you want to throw Nick Foles out there, maybe audition for a trade. If some team so you needs... don't have to pay that roster bonus yeah, of $4 million. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe a team like the Cowboys are going to be looking for a veteran quarterback if Dak Prescott uh, doesn't return soon. But all of that aside, the Bears are three-and-a-half-point favorites, total 36-and-a-half. And when you look at the Dolphins – how extensive a look are they going to give to Tua? How much playing time is Jacoby Brissett going to get here? And Reed Sennett is the number three mm -hmm. quarterback. 
a lot of people, including myself, looking to fade the Dolphins a little bit here in the preseason. Uh, but are we expecting too much out of Justin Fields in his uh, you know first, I would say, um, extended action for the Bears? Yeah, and we talked about that with Brad Biggs of the Chicago mm-hmm. Tribune earlier this week on this very program. And he said, look, sometimes you get some real wow moments with Justin Fields. Obviously, a very athletic quarterback, a, a guy with, I think, the potential like they have not had in Chicago for a long time. And he'll give you those moments, but sometimes when he's got to go to the second and the third read, and that's typical for most rookie quarterbacks, you know, gets a little lost. So there's a little bit of a concern there and why I kind of stayed away from this game. I understand why the Bears got the move, but at three and a half, one of the concerns I have is that offensive line. And Brad Biggs also told us that what they had, I think at that point, I think it was on Tuesday, that they had had like four different people at left tackle in camp. And not one of them was Tevin Jenkins, who they drafted in the second round and traded up actually to draft in the second round. So a little bit of cause of concern, I think, for the Chicago Bears from the offensive line standpoint. I think that's really arguably the biggest concern they have on the roster. So when I, when I was looking at this a little bit, Matt, three and a half, uh, no no, thank you. I can't lay it. I'm too late to the party mm-hmm. if you want to lay it on the Chicago Bears. But the total has actually jumped a little bit. I think 33 to as high as 36 and a half. Yep. I'm seeing pretty much everywhere in the market. And when the totals tend to move like that, I tend to maybe want to go under in the first half. And that's what I did last night with the Patriots and also the Washington football team. So we don't have first halves now. First halves for preseason aren't going to be posted until like day of game. In the regular season, you'll start to see them come up Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you'll have plenty of time. But that'd be the way I was looking if I would get involved here. We watched Dwayne Haskins last night. I I don't like to... Uh, categorize quarterbacks just because they came from the same college program and say, Mm -hmm. well, you know, nobody from this program has made it in the NFL. When you look at former Ohio State quarterbacks, Dwayne Haskins was 3-10 as a starter with Washington. Cardale Jones never quite made it. Uh, J.T. Barrett, Braxton Miller, Terrell Pryor, uh, We're not going to go all the way back to Bobby Hoyne no. and Joe Germain, are we? No, I'm going back to uh, Troy Smith, <laughs> Terrell Pryor, Braxton Miller, J.T. Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, Cardale Jones. Justin Fields better be the best of the bunch mm-hmm. uh, of those seven quarterbacks uh, out of Ohio State. All those guys are really good college quarterbacks. Not one of them yet has turned into a really good NFL quarterback. Well, and that's the thing. They're always playing with damn great talent around them, and that's no exception this year with Ohio State. You always have great receivers. You always have a really good offensive line, really good running backs. So when you're playing with the best talent, we'll go back to that last game we were talking about with Tua. Look, He's playing with great receivers that can get open that, you know, you're not going to find those open lanes in the NFL that you're going to find. Even with NFL players, you've got NFL defenders on the other side. So that's tough for a quarterback to kind of get used to that when it's like, oh, man, this game is so easy. Just get uh, our best athlete the ball in space and have him go. That's really the name of the game in the college football game. Mm -hmm. And two has actually got a lot more weapons around him now for yes. that Dolphins offense. So. They've upgraded. No They're going to give him a chance. So oh, yeah. Brian Flores, we'll see how short the leash is. It was very short in his rookie year. You know, I, I was thinking, actually, if this number went back to four, I might play the Dolphins for a little bit. I think that's so. the only way you okay. could really go here. I just think three and a half with, you know, Justin Fields, all the expectations, at least the first time, maybe some jitters early mm-hmm. on. We know that offensive line's having some issues as well. All right, how about Broncos and Vikings? And uh, Broncos have a quarterback competition. It's pretty obvious. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. 
Vic Fangio says they're even Steven right now. Drew, I think Drew Oxen can get the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt if uh, they, that competition remains even. But he's going to start against the Vikings. And uh, I'm not sure what to make of the Vikings. I know that I don't, I don't really like Kellen Mond, uh, the rookie out of Texas A&M. Uh, in preseason, maybe he'll be a little bit more effective if he can get out and run a little bit. Uh, but the Vikings have had COVID issues with yeah. the quarterbacks too. Yeah. Mike Zimmer, typically a great preseason coach, 20-5 and five in the preseason. So I, I don't have a play on this one at all. I won't be betting this one tomorrow. I really can't make anything of this matchup. Broncos-Vikings. Yeah, and here's the re- one of the reasons for the move, obviously. Kellen Mon. Uh, not going to be available for the opener. He just got back from the COVID list. So, look, uh, Drew Locke and Bridgewater, I think Locke's going to get the job because I think Denver wants to prove that they can draft a starting quarterback and actually have him succeed right. because they don't have a really good record of doing that with uh, Tim Tebow, Trevor Simeon, uh, Paxton Lynch. I'm probably forgetting one or two in the interim there. But that's why I think you're seeing this line move here because this is a pretty big line move. And keep in mind in the preseason, obviously, lower limits. You got, I think, a lot more maybe wise guys trying to take the opportunities here. So it does not take much to move a number. So you're going to be without uh, Mond. So you're going to have Jake Browning, Nate Stanley, Danny Etling to kind of split the reps after Kirk Cousins gets his series. So Broncos getting backed here. I don't necessarily disagree with the move. All right, so tonight, I don't have a play tonight, but you're thinking of playing. Are you? Did you say you were going to – I leaned to the Falcons, and you said you might play the Cowboys in the first I did half. play the Cowboys okay. first half in game, plus one first half and plus two and a half for the game. All right, did you play the Titans-Falcons game at all? I did not. Oh. It, it moved a little bit. I mean, I could, you still maybe lay Atlanta money line, but I don't want to lay three and a half the worst of it. All right, some NFL preseason games we are playing in the uh, final segment as we wrap up My Guys in the Desert. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Looking live at the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. OddsTrader.com. Let's look at the uh, DraftKings prop on the highest scoring team in the NFL in 2021. And the Chiefs are the favorites at 5-1 to one odds. Buccaneers, the second choice, plus 750. That's 15-2 to two odds. Uh, Bills at 10 to 1, Packers 12, Ravens 14, Cowboys 16, and uh, on down the list, you can see the choices there. West, you like a long shot or not? By the way, in the 2020 season, the Packers were the number one scoring offense. 2019, it was the Ravens. The Chiefs ranked right around fifth in both seasons. Well, what I'd be looking for, I don't want to necessarily do the obvious, and I think that's a little short on Tampa Bay because I want to see how Tampa Bay is going to be. I, I know Bruce Arians is like a letter rip type, but, you know, you want to keep Tom Brady now turning, has just turned 44 years old healthy. So your defense is still good. You return all 11 starters on defense. So the Buccaneers, maybe you might see a little bit more conservative play calling out of Arians and Brian Leftwich this season. Mm-hmm. So I would be maybe looking to skirt the Buccaneers in terms of being high scoring. I know people see those weapons, but it's like when your defense can give the ball back to you, you don't have to be, you know, just chuck and duck down the field necessarily. So if I was looking a little bit down the list, I'm kind of looking for a team that I know that can score points that aren't going to get as many stops or maybe can be a little leaky on defense. So that takes the Rams out of it because I think the Rams might also be a little more conservative play calling with the new guy in a new system with Matt Stafford, albeit a very talented guy, but that defense is so 
good. Same mm-hmm. with the 49ers. They're not a team that's going to have to score 30 points necessarily to win football games and to win a lot of them and get in the playoffs. So, Bills, is that defense going to rebound a little bit this year? But now that Josh Allen has the money, how is he going to be? Now, he still has Brian Dabble as his offensive coordinator for at least one more year before he inevitably probably takes a head coaching job uh, next winter. So, you know, Bills are a team I'd look at. Cowboys, but now Dak is, you know, we don't know how Dak is going to be because that was the first one that jumped out to me. I was like, okay, this defense got younger and they got more talented, but they're still not great. So Dak, we know, was putting stupid numbers up before that injury. So that kind of jumped out to me. Cleveland kind of jumps out to me at 18 to 1 as well. Yeah, the Cowboys are averaging more than 30 points a game before Dak went down. I I don't think you can make that bet on the Cowboys, though, because Dak's injured right now. What if it's not going to take much for that injury to uh, resurface at some point this season. When he goes out, totally different offense. And if Dak goes down for a couple of games, the Cowboys are not going to lead the NFL in scoring. Uh, how about the Ravens? They led the NFL in scoring two years ago. They're at 14-1. to 1. And I don't, I don't really know if I see any long shot on this list yeah. other than that. Somebody's going to sneak up there and surprise us. Yeah, maybe the Arizona Cardinals. It could be the Cardinals. I thought about the Cardinals, too. And actually, uh, that, that might be the long shot on the list because we know Cliff Kingsbury is going to open it up. He's yeah. not going to be afraid to be aggressive. And, you, and it's not just DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Yeah. It's also A.J. Green. We'll see what he has left coming in from Cincinnati. Rondale Moore. They're going to try to run the ball a little bit more. We know Kyler Murray can run. We know he can throw on the run. I think he's shown some incremental improvements despite the fact of how uh, short of stature in terms of height that he is. He can still throw the ball and has a strong arm down the field. So I do think Arizona is going to score, but I also think that defense is going to come back to earth a Mm -hmm. little bit. All right, let's break down some more preseason games here. And uh, I did play the Ravens minus 130 on the money line against the Saints. Ravens minus two two or two and a half. It's two at circa, total of 36. And I think a lot of people will like the Saints in the preseason when you look at Jameis Winston and um, Taysom Hill. I always say, look at the number three quarterback in Mm -hmm. these games. And I actually like Ian Book, the rookie Mm -hmm. from Notre Dame, quite a bit. And I think Ian Book is the one thing that scares me about this game. I like the Ravens quarterback situation. And I'm playing on John Harbaugh to win here. He's got a 17-game win streak in the preseason. He is two away from tying the record. That The record preseason streak, I bet you didn't think you'd hear this trend, is Vince Lombardi back from 1959 no. to 1962. Green Bay Packers, they won 19 games in a row in the preseason. But and kind of leaning a little bit to the other side here, Matt, with the Saints, because first of all, you look at the Ravens. Lamar Jackson did miss the first 10 days of camp due to COVID-19, so he's a little bit behind schedule. The offensive line uh, per, I think it was Jason Lockenfor of CBS Sports, who lives right there in Baltimore, said the offensive line kind of getting their butts kicked in a little bit of practice. Ronnie Stanley, right here from Bishop Gorman High School, played at Notre Dame as their star left tackle. Coming back from that injury, started to do some individual drills this week. So, they've been rotating a little bit at left tackle, and then Mm -hmm. they did add some veterans, Kevin Zeitler, Alejandro Villanueva, who've had some medical issues. So, the offensive line is in a little bit of flux there and look I don't I like the Baltimore quarterback situation too because Trace McSorley I think can run and that's something I'm always looking for for preseason quarterbacks those two and threes but you also have guys on the New Orleans bunch that can run Ian Book and also Trevor Simeon and I know I kind of downgraded Trevor Simeon earlier because he didn't work out as a starter in Denver but he did go 13 and 11 that's respectable and this is a guy that went 13 and 11 that's going to play against number three and number four defenders in terms of the 
Baltimore Ravens. So he is at the minimum a serviceable backup. So you're going to have some guys that can run in this game. I'm going to lean to New Orleans here. Looking at the total, total really hasn't been bet up very much. 35 and a half to 36. Small lean to the over at this standpoint. Uh, and if I had to play it, I would play the Saints. Tr- Want to get three. I don't think that's coming, though. It's interesting. Sean Payton is 7-14 and 14 in his last 21 preseason games. I, I think the Saints will be better in this preseason, mm-hmm. but I've also read reports that yeah. their offense has been pretty well, ragged and in they've camp they've been so having far. some issues, obviously. Yeah. Michael Thomas, yeah. uh, uh, the one receiver Smith has heard. I think it's uh, I think Callaway has kind of been the go-to guy for New Orleans. And don't here. forget so, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Right. Yeah. So what you're having here with New Orleans, now I'm interested. I know this record for them is not very good in the preseason, but obviously when you have Drew Brees pretty much cemented in there, you really don't have to do much. It's like, yeah, we're ready to go because they've been a perennial Super Bowl contender. Now looking like maybe at least a small step back this season because the Bucks are the clear favorite in the AFC South. I think I saw $192 yesterday. I think that's the most intriguing game of the weekend, actually, is Saints mm-hmm. and uh, Ravens because of uh, what the Saints could be with those quarterbacks in the preseason and John Harbaugh's win streak. All right, let's get to Browns and Jaguars, and this is the biggest move uh, so far. This opened four at some spots. That was Browns minus four. Yeah. Now it's Jags minus two and a half, and Circuit just moved to three. Uh, so Circuit at Jaguars minus three, total of 37 and a half. And it's the obvious angles, Urban Meyer, a new coach, and the quarterback competition with Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew. And uh, the Browns really don't have any incentive to win. Yeah, no Baker like Mayfield. This. Yeah, no Baker Mayfield here. I think that's the big reason for yeah. the move. And look, that's the whole thing with preseason is following these local beat writers and getting this information out. Because, look, the networks are kind of doing the NFL stuff for the regular season. They're not really covering every angle of the preseason like we are doing here on VSIN. So that's basically what you're looking at. I think that's the reason for the move. And also with Jacksonville, you not only have Trevor Lawrence, a rookie, Gardner Minshew at the number two. So they've got at least a little bit of depth in terms of quarterback. I do think the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're a team that I think they are going to win a few games. They're not, I'm not saying they're a contender in the South. I still think people are probably selling the Colts a little bit short, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. It's like everybody now is in love with Tennessee. It's like, well, hold the phone here. They're not that big of a favorite here. Let's 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 let the Colts get healthy. But Jacksonville, I do think, is going to win a few more games this season. And I like that quarterback rotation that they have currently. This is a big move, though, to move from four to three. I know it's the preseason where the market doesn't move very often, but almost a touchdown move here. I know Baker Mayfield being out. C.J. Beathard, by the way, was the third quarterback. I was forgetting his name. He did start several games in Mm -hmm. San Francisco, so steady experience hand here. So I understand the move, but I'm already too late. This is a pass for me. I did play the Jaguars plus three, but that was a small bet, and it was early, and I can't recommend it now. Actually, Circa has moved to Jaguars minus three on that game now. Uh, How about the Seahawks and Raiders Saturday night in Las Vegas? I didn't play the Raiders at minus one and a half here. And uh, Circa has moved to three on this game, too. Las Vegas minus three over Seattle, 37 and a half. My one, uh, I guess, fear here is that Marcus Mariota may not play for the Raiders. Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal reported yesterday that Mariota was not a practice. He's got a sore leg. John Gruden said he should be okay in a few days. That was yesterday. If he doesn't play, Wes, 
I think that bet's in a little bit of jeopardy. I, I love that play early in the week, and now with Mariota, you got to look at it a little bit differently. But the number keeps getting bet up here. Well, right, and I think it was a shrewd move by you and those that bet the Raiders early on because do keep in mind, this is the first game at the Al, the Allegiant Stadium, uh, in terms of having fans in the stadium. So, you know, the Raiders played a season uh, here in Las Vegas, but it's an inaugural season essentially here in 2021. So it's like, you know, I know it's preseason and it doesn't quote unquote count, but you want to make an impression. This is your first time playing in front of fans that are actually going to be in the silver and black paraphernalia and gear in the stands. So you want to come out. I think this means maybe a little bit more to the Raiders than you would ordinarily think. And we know Russell Wilson not going to play for Seattle. They've got some issues. Brown, I believe. Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown is not going to play. Best so, offensive lineman. So you go with uh, Geno Smith and uh, Alex McGow. I'm trying to remember who their third quarterback was listed as. They, Danny signed, uh, they just signed Sean Mannion. Yeah, that's right, because yeah. Danny Atling is somewhere else right now. I Vikings. believe he's in Minnesota. Yeah. So, yeah, so these weren't updated. So Carr, Mariota, Peterman looks to be the rotation if Mariota does play, but it looks like he may not. So I still don't think you're on the wrong track here. I wouldn't be laying three at this standpoint. Right. You still at least got the best number. So I would be chasing the move here with the Raiders. Quickly, how about the Rams without John Wolford? He had an appendectomy, so he's going to be out. He was a really good number two. Now without him, you have Bryce Perkins and Duck Hodges Mm -hmm. and the Chargers Three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Rams in L.A. on Saturday night. Yeah, this total's getting been getting bad here. It was 34-and-a-half, now 32, the low in the market. Chase Daniel and Easton Stick are two guys that at least have some mobility for the Chargers, so they'll be able to run. Perkins also did run a little bit at Virginia for Bronco Mendenhall, so maybe if this gets a little lower, I'll lean to the over, but as of now, I'm going to stay away. All right, great job today. Wes Reynolds, follow him on Twitter at Wes Reynolds one Thanks to Dwayne Colucci the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. And uh, we will be back Monday. I think Vincent and Vinny's going to be in here on My Guys in the Desert. Uh, up next tonight, uh, Gil Alexander, Danny Burke. And don't forget about the nightcap from Circa Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on? Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply.